0: Hey guys, welcome to the Loving Cookies Podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm sharing my story and encouraging you to live yours. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Loving Cookies Podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about uh, the small things in life. Being a director, being a manager, one of my least favorite things is the process of, of hiring and and firing. Uh, the times where I have to make those phone calls to tell people, Hey, we're not offering you a job or, you know, tell people, Hey, we're not bringing you back. And so there was this one time where I was, I had a really tough phone call to make. I was going to call somebody and let them know, uh, we weren't bringing them back. For uh, the next program, and like I said, it's it's the worst part of my job. I hate it every single time, but this time I was just super nervous about it, I was super worried about it, and it it was just making me sick to my stomach to the point where, right before I was going to make the phone call, my boss said, Hey, like, can I pray for you? and I was like, Yeah, sure, like, I'm not going to turn down prayer. And after the prayer, I wish I could say that it put me at peace. But to be honest, it didn't at all. So I finally punched the number into my phone, hit the call button, the phone rang, and they picked up. And so I let them know about the decision we had made. And they told me, well, you know, to be honest, I've actually been debating on whether I would be able to come back. Uh, There's just some things going on in my life that would make it tough to return. So this kind of makes it easier for me to not feel like I'm leaving you guys in a hole. Because I would have felt really bad if, if I did that to you. And so here I was worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying about this situation. And God was already moving in it. Many times I find myself worrying about the things that I deem small or insignificant instead of bringing those things to God. I'll convince myself that that's so trivial, it would just be a waste of God's time to bring it to him. Like, God doesn't need to hear about that. Like, it's small. It doesn't matter. Like, I I just need to take care of it. I just need to get over it. Last summer at summer camp, there was one week that I prayed for the weather forecast on one day because we were going on a field trip and... We were scheduled to go to a baseball game and it was going to be really cool. And it was supposed to rain when we were going to be at the game. And that would just not be fun for anybody. And as I was praying that, I kind of felt guilty and selfish because, like, it seemed like such a silly request to make of God. Like, hey, God, I, like, can you send the rain away? Like, rain is good. It, it helps out. But, like, you know, I just seemed, like, guilty for praying that. And then, like, it was selfish, like, that I should be praying for no rain. But the truth is it wasn't silly at all because God cares about the little details. In Matthew chapter six, starting in verse 25, this is a little bit of a lengthy passage, but I wanna read it all because it's so good. Jesus says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, "What shall we eat?" or "What shall we drink?" or "What shall we wear?" For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That last verse, Matthew six thirty-three, is a super popular verse, but I think a lot of times we think of it out of context. If we put it in context of this passage, Jesus is telling us not to worry about all of these things because God will take care of us. He tells us instead to turn to God and God will take care of us. God isn't going to take care of us because we are seeking him. God is going to take care of us because he loves us. A lot of times we think like, oh, we got to seek, we got to seek, we got to seek, and God's going to add these things to it. But if we look at it in the context of that whole passage, God's already been taking care of that stuff. It wasn't because they saw, someone sought saw after him. It was because God loves us. Think of it this way. When my son Zeke is hungry, he doesn't worry about how he's going to get food. He just comes to Angela or I and tells us that he's hungry and asks us for food. And because we love Zeke, we give him food. It has nothing to do with how much time he spent with us before that request. We love him. He asks for food. We're going to give him food. Jesus says that we're more valuable than the birds and the flowers. God will take care of us no matter how little or how insignificant our need may seem. In John chapter 2, Is the story of the wedding feast. And it says, When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Mary didn't even ask Jesus to do anything. She just told him, kind of commanded him. This is how Jesus started his public ministry. This was his first miracle. Jesus who heals people and casts out demons and raises people from the dead start his ministry by making wine for people that had drank so much they ran out. Mary could have viewed that as small as insignificant. She could have said, "Well, they've clearly had their fill if they've ran out." But instead, she took it to Jesus and Jesus provided for her. He provided for her because he loved her. And he cares about what she cares about. In Nehemiah chapter 3, and I'm going to apologize because I'm probably going to butcher some of these names. It says, Then Elishib, the high priest, rose up with his brothers, the priest, and they built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and they set its doors. They consecrated it as far as the tower of the hundred, as far as the tower of Hanel. And next to him, the men of Jericho built. And next to them, Zakur, the son of emiri built the sons of hasanah built the fish gate they laid its beams and set its doors its bolts and its bars and next to them Mermoth, the son of uriah the son of Hakaz repaired and next to them meshulam the son of barakai son of meshababel repaired and next to them Zadok the son of bana repaired and next to them the Tekoites repaired but their nobles would not stoop to serve the lord Okay, Nick, why, (laughs) wait a minute, you lost me there. That doesn't, like, I'm not understanding why you read that verse, that passage. Nehemiah chapter 3 is probably one of the chapters of the Bible, if you read it, you kind of wonder why it's there. Like, why is that in the Bible? The whole chapter literally describes who built what on Jerusalem's wall. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure that anyone's life has been radically changed by reading Nehemiah 3. Like, you just read that and you're like, oh man, I am just like pumped up to live for God now that I know who built the wall. But as I was studying this passage, God showed me something. If he would put that much detail about Jerusalem's wall into the Bible, how much more does he care about every little detail in our life? Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We've all heard this verse before, but it is so true. God doesn't say, only let big, important requests be known to Him. God doesn't say, only present the things unless you think they're small and insignificant. He says, lay it all on me in prayer. Just bring it all to me. Recently at House Church, we've started having a time in our service where we will pray for each other. And it's so important. And the cool thing is that we have seen God moving in such a mighty way through those prayer times. But the thing about it is if we go into those prayer times and we hold back our prayer requests or the things we want prayer for because we feel like they're not important, because we feel like they're small, we feel like they're insignificant— we're going to miss out on those things. A few weeks ago in the group I was praying with, one of the people started and they said, well, I have something, but I feel a little silly for asking you guys to pray about it. We're like, no, I don't feel silly. Like, what what is it? What is it? What is it? So they told us and we prayed for them about that. And then the next day we received a text telling us that God had answered that prayer. It's because God cares about everything. God cares about the big and the things that we feel like are important, but he also cares about the tiny little details, the things that we might feel are insignificant, the things we might feel silly praying about. But like that passage said, if God cares about the birds and God cares about the flowers, how much more does he care about us? Let's take our requests to him let's no matter what they are no matter if we feel silly if we feel like it's small if we feel like it's not really that important the bible says but in everything by prayer and supplication let your request be known to god let your request be known to god and i promise you will see him move in mighty ways Thank you guys for listening to the Loving Cookies podcast. You know, there's not much better than a fresh baked cookie. So go ahead and subscribe so that you can get new episodes straight out of the oven. And don't be selfish. Share them with your friends. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time.